Hello and welcome to the family of God. We want to congratulate you on making the decision to follow Christ. Our vision at Graniteville Community Church is to see families equipped in the Word of God to lead successfully in their homes and lives. This series is designed to take you through foundational truths to support you as a new believer. Let's find out what's next. As we've committed our lives to follow Christ, something that goes hand in hand with studying the Word and, and going to church is prayer. Prayer is important because when we decide to be a people of prayer, we commit ourselves to change because to pray is to change. Ch prayer is a central avenue God uses to transform us, and it goes hand in hand with meditation, which we'll talk about in just a moment. If you're unwilling to change, you will abandon prayer because it is a painful process. Because prayer isn't always about talking or trying to get what we want. But whenever we pray, it's about us being changed into what God would have for us. God is perfect. We are not. God is good. We are naturally are not. God knows what's best. We don't always. And so whenever we have that life and that time of prayer, it's cutting away those things in our life which don't need to be there and putting those things in our life that do need to be there, even those things that we may be resistant to accept. So in order to pray... We can learn how to do this. The Bible teaches us how to pray. In Luke chapter 11, verse 1, the Bible says it came to pass that as he, Jesus, was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And the Bible tells us that Jesus does. And so the Word instructs us and shows and models before us how we are to pray. But whenever we pray, we're praying for guidance to know the will of God. Perfect example of this is in Luke chapter 22, verse 42, as Jesus is getting ready to die. He says, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Here in this verse, we see Jesus in his flesh desiring one thing, but knowing that the will of the Father was far greater than his own. And there was that submission to it. And as we pray, we pray for that guidance. We pray for that leading. We must hear, know, and obey the will of God for ourselves before we pray it for others. And that's why it's important for us to have the Word in our life. The Word teaches us how to pray. It teaches us the things of God. It directs us in those things. And prayer comes alongside of it and strengthens that relationship as we talk to God about the things that matter and get His strength to abandon the things that don't. So whenever we do pray, how do we pray? A, we pray specifically, not generally. If you're dealing with sin, don't say, Oh God, forgive me for my sin. Come to Him and say, Lord, I'm dealing with this anger, and God, I need you to root it out. God, I'm dealing with lust, and I need you to give me the strength to overcome it. God, I'm having a hard time trusting you right now, and I need your help. Pray specifically. God already knows what you have need of before you ask, according to the Scripture. And the Bible says that if I ask, I receive. If I seek, I find. And the Bible goes on and says that when I don't have, it's because when I ask, I ask amiss. I'm not specific. I'm asking for what I want, how I want it. The second thing that we have to do is we have to pray in faith, believing. Sometimes we pray and we talk to God, but we don't even 
believe in what we're praying for. But the Bible lets us know that we must walk by faith, that we must live by faith, and we have to pray in faith, believing. Also, whenever we pray, it's not about the quantity of our prayer. It's not about how long we pray, or, but it's about the sincerity of our prayer. Do we believe in who we're praying to? Do we believe what He has for us? Do we believe that He is able to do that which we need Him to do? It's about the sincerity. It's not about the vain repetition just coming in and saying what we think we need to say. No, it's about genuinely talking to God. And as we have this time of prayer, an important part of prayer is meditation. Now, when you hear meditation, the first reaction a lot of times is to think of Eastern thought. And Christian meditation is different than any other type of meditation you may have heard of. Christian meditation is the ability to hear God's voice and to obey His Word. We live in a busy, loud, crowded society. And it works against our growth in our walk with God. Christian meditation and prayer causes us to have a familiar friendship with Jesus. This is where it's different than Eastern thought. Eastern meditation, or the predominant form of meditation you may hear about, it's about emptying the mind. Christian meditation is about filling the mind with the things of God, the Word of God, the promises of God. Eastern meditation is about detaching from things. Christian meditation is about attaching oneself to God, to His Word, and His promises. And through that, we are sanctified. Our thoughts and our imagination is sanctified or consecrated to be like His. But in order to do this, to have a time of meditation, time of prayer, we've got to set aside time. A life of prayer, a life of the Word, a life committed to the church has to be intentional. It's continual. It's constant. It doesn't go away. We don't reach a part where we say, okay, we've done that and we've achieved it. It is an ongoing process. And so we study the Word and then through meditation we internalize it and we personalize it. God, what are you speaking to me? What are you saying to me? Many people read the Word and they don't understand because they skip this part. Almost like a cow chewing cud. You chew on it, the Word. You chew on the Word. You chew on the Word. You, and over and over again until you get it, listen to what He's saying because it's no accident you're reading what you're reading. What is He trying to speak to you? Meditation and prayer brings that out of the Word. As you have this time of Christian meditation, this times of reflection, stop and reflect on what you're reading, what you're praying about. As you're reading the Word and and, and having this time of meditation, move slowly as you read. Don't rush through your prayer. Have times of silence where you stop doing the talking and you start listening to Him. When we'll do that and we'll be intentional about that, we'll hear His voice. We can know that because Jesus said, My sheep know my voice. And the best place to have this time of prayer this time of meditation and even studying the Word, is in solitude. Now, let's talk about what solitude is. Solitude isn't loneliness. Jesus calls us from loneliness where we're absolutely alone and we have no one. Solitude is in relationship but away from distraction. You see, fear of being alone drives us to crowds and we don't hear from Him. 
Loneliness is inner emptiness. We're lonely and we feel nothing, so we go to people that make us feel something. But solitude is actually inner fulfillment. We get alone to hear from Him. Solitude is a state of mind in a heart more so than it is a place. Are you content in Him? Are you hearing Him? Are you reflecting on Him? Do you have that time set apart to do that? You see, in solitude, we don't, we're not, we don't fear being alone because we're not alone. He is with us always, even to the end of the age. He never leaves, He never forsakes, and He's constantly speaking. Those moments of solitude bring out His Word into our life. Crowds also don't bother us because they don't control us. You see, solitude brings right place. The crowds don't influence us because His Word does because we have been alone with Him. You see, this inward solitude, this time of meditation, this time of prayer in the Word, it has outward manifestations. This pooling away, this solitude, this meditation, this prayer, it was a regular practice of Jesus. He would get away, he would get alone, and he would spend time with his Father. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said it like this, Let him who cannot be alone beware of community. Let him who is not in community beware of being alone. They both have their place. You see, without silence there is no solitude. With silence... We hear what the Lord has to say, and that's the importance of getting alone. It is in that alone place where we can meditate. It is in that alone place where we can pray and hear from God. Only when we learn to be silent can we learn to speak the right word at the right time. Solitude and meditation brings that out. Prayer is communicating to God, but the other side of that is the meditation of hearing from God. And as these two work hand in hand along with the Word, as we make time to be alone to do these things, God's Word becomes clear, understandable. His hand, you can feel guiding you. And His will, you can see unfolding before your eyes. I want to say that I think it's awesome that you are committed to growing in your walk with God. And my prayer is that as you continue this journey, that He would pour out His Spirit and richly bless you. We pray that you have a great day. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that you have been blessed by God's Word. As you continue in your journey of faith, we invite you to be a part of our community each week. Worship services are Sunday at 9.30 and 11 a.m. And midweek discipleship for all ages are on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Join us as we find out what's next.